And now, your feature presentation. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Cult Classic Podcast. Merry Christmas. Nice rolls. Uh, Cameron Jones here, as always, with... Mark Nussel. Jordan Jones. That sounded like a ghost. Yeah, that's a ghost. I hate doing this. In fact, every time I do this to start off with, when I listen to podcasts and people do that, I'm like, yeah, fucking stop that. Just get into it. What are we doing? Uh, much, uh, much like that confusing ghost. Is this a Christmas movie? Is it not? We're finally doing the debatable Christmas movie. Die, Die hard. John McClane played by Bruce Willis. He gets locked in a building taken over by terrorists and he is a one man army that must take him down. This is a lesson that you don't want to mess with a man on the brink of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> get ready to jingle some bells and deck the halls with boughs of Holly. <laughs> is it Christmas? Is it not? We'll get into it. 1988, the year they asked the question, do we still hate the Germans? And John McClane answered, yes. This is a movie that actually is kind of with terrorism, but they're not from any specific nation. It's a bunch of different countries and people and accents involved in this. That's kind of fun. Starring Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedelia, Paul Gleason. This movie has quippy dialogue. Big explosions. More ammunition than you could ever think of. <laughs> we'll never run out of bullets. Die hard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So, is this a Christmas movie? That is the question. I will roll out the carpet, the red carpet for Mark Nussel. <sighs> I've been hearing a lot. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to be in the spot that I'm in at this exact moment. <laughs> I've said a lot of things on the podcast about this movie being a, a definitely a Christmas movie. Now, I'm not so sure. I, I need some help from you guys. I need oh, it's to, not. I, uh, I've I never, will take I, this. It's not, I need some help from you guys. I've never been in the camp that it is. Here's why. Because it doesn't give you that Christmas feeling whatsoever. It doesn't have the look. It does have occasional Christmas songs, and it takes place at Christmas. But it's just an action Definitively movie. Definitively, no. The look and the color scheme could be any time in Los Angeles. It doesn't give you any holiday feeling, like Cameron said. I do love for the movie that it takes place at Christmas because you get some fun jokes and you do get some Christmas music. But I could have watched this in September. I could have watched this in July. Anytime. Definitively not a Christmas This has movie. to be a surprise to our listeners. It's a surprise to me. I thought you guys were both on board that this was a, a full-fledged Christmas movie. Oh, oh no. no. I think I'm publicly on the record many times in this podcast saying I don't know why people think it is. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I know why well, they joke about it. And if you watch this around Christmas, yeah, that's cool. Fun. That's up to you. Also, we aren't knocking the movie. We do like the movie. It's the a good awesome. movie. It's awesome. No, that's awesome not movie. the category. But is this not, a Christmas movie? But it's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Oh, I think, my God. Okay. Think you're okay. lying well, to yourself now, if you are. Now I have to be on the other side of this fence and and stick up for the people who... I'm not saying I do. I just need to like yeah, yeah, yeah. voice so, their opinions. Are you watching this like December 24th or like December 10th? It's Wh- a where Christmas is it in party. Your... Yeah. Yeah, and then terrorists take it over. Listen, if Santa Claus saved it rather than John McClane, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a it's a it's a Christmas comedy. Here comes I don't Santa know. with this total tank incoming. <laughs> yeah, Santa would be played by I think we just saw what's his name's playing him now, right? 
isn't like it's called like Fat Man. It's got a oh Steve Carell. No, Mel Gibson. I think has made a oh really like kind of that version of the movie. <laughs> Interesting. Like this year. So so what are I we would doing? Watch that he's right to do so. If you took this Die Hard, but you put Santa Claus in it, it's not a Christmas movie, but it is a great joke on The Simpsons. <laughs> Just replace it with McBain. Right. <laughs> like good, great, great joke. I love it. In fact, it might exist. Or the critic. It stinks. <laughs> you could have easily put it in New York as a Christmas movie. You could have added some snow, maybe a little more Christmas decoration. I mean, not seeing a lot to, of it. To me, if you're making this a holiday, this reeks of Fourth of July. Just make it a Fourth of July movie. Mm-hmm. This has about as much, but maybe less than uh, Batman Two. That's got a lot of Christmas scenes, and I've said it, and Cameron said it, and we've all said it. Iron Man 3 has about as Christmas feels oh, as you can get. I've actually said Chris, Iron Man 3 is a sneaky Christmas movie. You were on the fence that, or, or you're on the other side of the fence that Gremlins is not a Christmas movie, right? It is not a Christmas it's movie. It's more Christmas than this, though, right? Yes. Can we, oh, can we agree yeah, there? 100% there. No, million, right. million percent. There's cool. snow, yeah. there's decorations. I'm yeah. starting to get where your Venn diagram is at, all right? Gotta see it, gotta feel it. In fact, to me, it'd be tough to have a christmas movie set in los angeles alone period it'd have to be one of those depressing we ones. just uh, the we holiday kind of just it one. gets saved though the, it gets saved the, the holiday just friends. Cut it. the holiday gets away with that just because you get a little bit of both as yeah. long as you get to see the winter still yeah so in conclusion to us mostly no oh. but you know kudos to you if you do huh yeah. All let, right. let us know we respect your opinion we're not here to hate we just don't agree let's move on to cast and crew Cast and crew. Let's get into it. Um, this movie was directed by John McTiernan. Uh, he also did uh, Predator, Similar. Rollerball. Haven't seen that one. And Last Action Hero. I think uh, that's I Arnold. I haven't seen, but I mean, Notable also. So he did some Notable action movies. Yes. Um, I think he did another one of the diehards. I don't think he did all of them, but he definitely came Pop back to do maybe one. like the third one or fourth one. Um, this is Notable. Director of Cinematography. Uh, John uh, John DeBon. You may recognize him. He did Speed. Mm. Directed Speed. Directed Twister, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's popped up before Speed on our two. podcast. Go back and listen to our Twister episode. Jean DeBon. Speed's got to happen eventually, you know. Yeah. Uh, starring Bruce Willis. He plays John McClane. What's your favorite Bruce Willis? Armageddon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. might be mine, too. Yeah, that actually, that's pretty good. I mean, this would be up there, obviously. You and I thought it was going to be. I this. thought it was going to be Looper, but just like, okay, I've turned the tide. Looper just kind of expectation management. We talk about this one all the time on this podcast, but like going back and just watching it with a different lens, it is a good movie. It's just not the action movie that they were kind of queuing it up to be. It was just more cool dramatic. effects. I thought that was going to be my favorite Bruce Willis and probably Disney's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Disney's the kid? I thought I was going to make a joke about that too, but. Cameron, you watched this uh, more than I did as a kid, The, uh, the Sixth Sense. Yeah, okay, we probably should have said The Sixth Sense. Yeah, that's we're probably a Pulp Classic movie. podcast. We should probably also say Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, but I, The Sixth Sense might be his legacy movie. Bonnie Bedelia plays Holly McLean, I guess you could say, or Miss Miss Gennaro, Miss uh, Jardinera. I looked at her her uh, her page and I didn't I didn't really recognize anything. But no, if you grew up or there's a, f- uh, a movie you're a fan of, Reginald Vell Johnson plays uh, Sergeant Powell, Sergeant Al Paolo. Al. Uh, I mean, Family Matters. Is, Carl's Winslow is, from Family Matters. I mean, that's the main thing I know him from. Yeah. I mean, he's probably been in a bunch of other stuff. He's Carl Winslow. He's most clearly 
Mr. Winslow. <laughs> Adds a lot to the movie for me. Does nothing for the people in the movie, but for the viewer, <laughs> love it. Yeah, really Some helps. familiarity there. Uh, Paul Gleason plays Dwayne Robinson, the police chief. He's a dick. You and then he changes and becomes a coward. Yeah, it's a it's a weird, unique change you never see. But like a funny, like tag along coward. Like even at the end, he's like, I don't feel, I have, I don't have a good feeling about this Sarge. He's the chief. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I do like the role reversal there at the end. Um, You're right. You you may know him as or I know him most as the principal from The Breakfast Club, and then they parody him in Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> DeVroe White plays Argyle, uh, the limo driver. I mean, in a weird way, because of Argyle, you get a buddy cop comedy, but they're not together. <laughs> nope. They're completely separate the entire time except for the very but beginning. He kills Who gets it? Argyle? I've got All some, right, uh, right, I got some right. things about Argyle. I did not yeah. recognize him from anything else, really. Uh, I saw that he was like in the Blues Brothers. Okay. And Haven't I enjoyed seen that, that movie, years. but I, wouldn't have, I can't point him out, probably. Um, He's not Dan Aykroyd or Jen Belushi. <laughs> no. uh, William Atherton plays Thornburg, the TV reporter. Don't really recognize him. He's in Ghostbusters, though. He plays He's the dick this, in Ghostbusters. Yeah. He'd be on a Mount Rushmore of swarmy dicks. A person who plays swarmy dick characters. True. He's in Ghostbusters. He could almost play Ellis. Yes, he could. He yeah. easily could. They could actually... Eh, maybe not quite. Uh, speaking of Ellis, that's uh, Hart Bachner. I don't. I don't know who he is, but I like him a lot in this role. Nothing worth me writing down, or nothing that I recognize him from. Sorry, not nothing with it. Like his it, performance but. in this, though. Yeah, seemed. Uh, yeah, it was a good role for real. him. Uh, this this is a big one. Alan Rickman, I think his debut role, um, plays Hans Gruber. Love that name. I mean, more, most recently, you probably knew him as Professor Snape. Uh, also, uh, Love Actually. Also, also, shout out where he came on my radar is Dogma, Kevin Smith movie. He's hilarious in that. Galaxy Quest. Uh, oh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Go back and see our episode of Galaxy Quest. Where he came on my radar? He's the Sheriff Nottingham. Oh, right. In, Robin, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, starring oh Kevin Costner. Uh, Alexander Gudnov plays Carl. Carl. Uh, someone tells Carl. me I'm not going to really know the rest of the German, German actors. Uh, the Theo. Alabadian. Sorry, there are a couple guys you may. Uh, Clarence Gilvard Jr., he plays Sundown in Top Gun. Is he the backup guy who they get to back up? Yeah. Oh, okay. A okay. backup guy for, I think, They're, they're about to initially. bring him up when Goose dis- di- yeah. disappears. Dies. <laughs> when Goose, That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. When Goose when went Goose off to get just... cigarettes. He'll be back. He'll be back. One of the Germans, this is great, one of the Germans played just a bandstand tough guy in Roadhouse. <laughs> I mean, sense. that makes sense. Uh, I mean, just, just, trick, fu- just trickle down on Verified or trickle up, I guess. Uh, all the bad guys are just over six foot and just big because they want them to look menacing. So that was part of casting. So I'm sure, yeah, the big sense he'd be in Roadhouse. Uh, uh, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of just random others in this, but that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty much the main cast. I mean, I mean if we're going to trim off to... the fat, it's Bruce Willis, it's Alan Rickman, and others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those, it's I mean, there's now. a lot of good stuff in there, but let's be honest. Star yeah, I waited way too long to get to Alan Rickman. I'm just realizing. <laughs> yeah, we can reoppose it. Sure. Um, like some favorite aspects? Oh, yeah, let's go on to like some favorite aspects. Likes and favorite aspects. Um, so I feel like a lot of people's favorite aspect is just kind of the quippy one line. It was just those, those action hero, like deal with it kind of lines that Bruce Willis has, but even better. Like, I think my favorite part of it is how often he's just saying like, I'm going to fucking kill you motherfucker. He's just like saying real stuff, like in grunting and like struggling. <laughs> 
And this is a bit of a trickle down on Verified that I want to throw in, but like a lot of it was ad lib because they were doing so many rewrites that while Bruce Willis was fighting, most of the time it was him just saying shit. So that's just and they Bruce just kept it. Yeah, so that's just Bruce Willis in the heat of the moment, being like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna cook you! I'm gonna eat you!" Just all those lines are just Bruce Willis. Like, <laughs> imagine while he's what fighting. we missed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the one liners are great. It's not just the yippee kaye. That's like the catch. I mean, yeah, it that's the tagline. That's a phrase. It's fun. It has iconic like cultural like quotes in this. So of course we'll we'll mention that. But but. I mean, just even just all the little just things he's saying it's a good aspect. hilarious. Before it got to a Middle Eastern uh, terror situation, it was still just some sort of European terrorism. Oh, yeah. it's fun. It's, it's the Russians, that, maybe. Yeah. It, it seems like this would have been the Russians, but I guess we're kind of like Cold War Germans-y. Uh, which turns out was still a pretty hot topic. Uh, the German version had to turn everything into like an Irish terrorism plot. Oh, which really? I, which I guess there were glaring plot holes. They're not terrorists. They're actually just like, Bank, there's robbers. Just robbers. Yeah, there's thieves. Because of that, too though, with to your point, it has a little of a heist feel with them too. There's heistiness. Little heistiness. We're we're we're. I feel like this is the first action movie where we're kind of moving from the '80s, just ripped Sly Stallone, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Seagal, Seagal, Van Damme. Mm-hmm. We're like kind of moving into a little more of an everyman action hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Obviously, they're doing unrealistic things and they're shooting, but it, it, you know they're still in shape. But they're not like. And here we are today again with Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, we went back. To, <laughs> yeah, we we went right back to Arnold, except a very articulate Arnold. Yeah. Not to say I don't love those. I think my favorite action movie of all time, and maybe it's not even an action wow, movie. What, is he about to? What, what's he about to lay on us right no, now? No, you don't have to. It's Terminator Two, but I don't even know that's if you a can. Great one. I don't that's know a good, if you can consider that name. an action movie anymore it's almost just it's it's better it's just pretty big action scenes i mean it's still yeah action movie, i mean but, but it's it's isn't it better no I, no i mean i don't think anyone would fault you but on like call. this is kind of what moves us on to speed and and then more diehards and then mm-hmm. mel gibson's like lethal weapon you know it's kind of in the middle of you can put sort of realistic scenarios yeah, exactly. in, in yeah. like a, with an everyday man, and like you can have more emotions, more plot-driven things instead of just yeah. like Unlike a universal Rambo, soldier, Predator, which yeah. are all great. Those are fun as shit, but it's got a different feeling. I do, I do agree. I like it. Love that aspect. Um, um, do you want to know a, a trickle-down kind of sneaky? Just part of the movie I really loved the mm-hmm. Theo character. Mm-hmm. Guy just loved what he was doing. Loved his job. Was pretty okay with murder. I just pretty love, flippant like about that. Like that Rick that. and Morty quote. like, I just love murder. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't do murder. It didn't seem to phase him. I mean, obviously he's in it for the money, but it does seem like he just enjoyed doing what he did. Granted, I've did. seen a lot more movies than he had by that point, but you just got to know that eventually that's the guy that just ends up dying in the end because you don't need the tech in the end. You're going to end up no. getting killed. Oh, yeah. If you're not you, doing the murder, you're going to end up getting the murdered. Yeah, you got you to. Gotta, he's gotta a big murder. sports guy, clearly. I mean, he came in like, like slinging out like Wilt Chamberlain. Like stats, yeah. and then even he's like, "Oh, it's like a typical two and two two coverage." Like uh, they're coming in on the west side. Oh, when the quarterback eats yeah, it or something yeah. like that. I think in movies sometimes when guy. they do uh, sports talk, it's dumb. But I'm like, I believed him. I feel like he did watch the game earlier today. He's a guy that lives life. If you don't, if you love well, what you do, it's you don't time work for that today. murder job. I have better turn oh. the tube off. Like if I could recast anybody from this movie to be a perfect Joker. He would be the Joker. <laughs> I mean, that guy's mad. That's a good ass. I, I I like Theo as well. Uh, that's kind of all I had. I mean, I do love the movie overall. I so mean, it has I like good the, action scenes. I like the um, that you can have an argument for the sake of 
Christmas or not. That's a whole like cultural thing that we do. We're doing now. That it's just one of those. It's another. It's a gremlin. It's a um, nightmare before Christmas. I mean, it's just a conversation piece in itself. I think it adds to the movie. Adds to a little bit of the lore because I think people really do think this is a Christmas movie. I just disagree with them, and you can't say that about any other action movie that I can think of. Let's move it on to Unverified. Um, the costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of, uh, degradation, uh, on hand for Bruce Willis. So they used like seven in the middle of the movie. 15 was like where it was most bloodied and tattered and torn. 17 stages, but many versions of each 17 stage. 17 stages. Oh. We got four 14s though. Five fifteens. Do you okay, think any one of us 17. have seen a shirt hanging in a, a planet um, Hollywood? He gave, probably he gave one of the shirts to the Smithsonian. Uh, recently, I believe too. <laughs> and the Smithsonian's like, Bruce, thanks. Bruce, thanks. <laughs> came, hey, this came in the mail from Hollywood. <laughs> we need you to know that we don't want this. We're good. Uh, uh, this is kind of crazy. The fictional Nakatomi Plaza, where the movie takes place, the whole building was actually 20th Fox headquarters, and it was a building that was unfinished and under construction. And it was going to be it's 20th Century Fox's like new headquarters, but since they weren't using it yet, they oh, so that was like real construction. Yeah, they rented it to themselves. Like 20th Century Fox, mo- like they a, rented it to themselves. They like they ju- they charged rent to themselves and paid, I guess, rent off off to the future that 20th seems, Century Fox. That, that yeah. seems illegal. Something about that. I think we're laundering money right. here, is what it sounds, it sounds like. like. We're laundering money. Yeah. Uh, also, what were they really doing? Something on top of that, though, since this was like a new construction, this is kind of weird to think about. A lot of the explosions were real, like on the rooftop, and then when the C4 goes off, not necessarily like. The elevator shaft and some of those interior, the whole like floor, like yeah, stuff on. like that. But like the exterior shots of explosions were all supposedly real. So like for a brand new building, seems like they wouldn't be cool. Like oh yeah, just blow the fucking roof up. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Granted, it's like a gasoline fireball, but still. Yeah, like like oh, we're gonna have to clean the windows now at the very least. Oh, right? the explosion is like, bigger than we thought. You just shattered all the glass on you this new shot building. Out all the glass on this <laughs> yeah, goddamn like, floor. Don't, don't worry, agree. we'll pay for that. <laughs> They pulled money out of the Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe they're like, actually, if it did burn down, that wouldn't be... Yeah, maybe it <laughs> oh accidentally, you know. Bruce Willis received a then-unheard-of $5 million fee, which was approved by Fox president Rupert Murdoch. And now he's probably just getting that in royalties each year from this playing on TNT, TBS, or some shit. We kind of mentioned this earlier, but this was Alan Rickman's uh, Hollywood uh, feature role. He'd already uh, been on theater in Britain and the BBC, but he was kind of nervous taking this role at 41 because he didn't want to get typecast as a villain in like American cinema. And unfortunately, he kind of did, but he obviously did go on to a big career. And we all love Alan Rickman for other things, but he did kind of end up playing a lot of villains partially because of this role. But for that reason, he almost passed on the role Hmm. and then only arrived at Hollywood two days before the shooting. Yeah, I read that too. <laughs> really? Um, I I don't know for sure, but I know he was like. I'm gonna guess. He, why would you come? Like, he might have been an architect in architecture, and then later on in life, gotten into acting. Like this is his first movie role, and I think he worked on the stage there. But he had like a career change. He's like, I've always want. I think he wanted to always be an actor, and became one. Yeah, I'd want to get used to the time change for at least like a week. Oh yeah, if, right. Like that's the whole thing with traveling in general. If if, if I could travel for real. I wouldn't do anything for four days, and then I'd go and do stuff after four days of sleeping. Well, if you are jet lagged, you can always just like fucking. What can you do? Curl your oh. toes. Uh, <laughs> uh, called grounding. It's actually come r- up with into the recently on something floor. else. You're supposed to do it on the bare grass, so you can like connect with the earth's electromagnetism so or something. Yeah, it's supposed to actually be a real thing. You're supposed to do it on the earth, though, not like carpet. 
Are you supposed to go to your estranged wife's Christmas party and get in an argument? No, we'll get, we'll get we'll oh, get into that because I have a bunch of questions about that. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of uh, interesting. And these happen a lot in movies, but the scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman meet up was on rehearse in like one of the first things they shot because they wanted it to feel like natural. Uh, yeah, but on top of that, doesn't seem like they should have maybe rehearsed that accent a little more because it it was it was okay, but it slipped here and there. I mean. I guess he's not exactly from New York, but I, I think it's believable. <laughs> uh, uh, the the line Yippee Kaye motherfucker is like one of the it's listed in the top one hundred. You could I mean AFI top one hundred quotes of all time. Uh, I well, assume sure. it is. I assume it is. Well just getting that uh, it was selected for preservation by the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress in two thousand and seventeen as cultural and historically aesthetically significant. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's a. I mean, cultural, pretty it's big up movie. There, bro, it, at least it worked, on my list. It worked, hey, but it took until 2017 to work its way in there. And I'll say that's fair. I'll say it did take about that time for it to be. I bet if you saw the list of that, or if we did more research, I bet Top like, Guns in there too. Oh, and some this other, is in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are some. Just like, oh, that guess that was pretty big in '76, huh? Uh, you know the scene where McLean is jumping down the elevator shaft and he like slips and like clings. Yeah, on. we'll get to that one. Uh, that was actually a mistake by the stuntman. He was supposed to grab the nearest one, but he slipped and just like grabbed on to the lower one. So. They they just kept it in the script and just had him on the lower floor after that. Oh. Part of the, the constant rewrites on this and why there was so much ad lib and a little bit of confusion uh, about, about this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like this movie was set to make and they, they, they put a lot of money into it, but also kind of going by the, the seat of their pants on a lot of stuff. A little bit. Well, because it's based surprisingly, off, it, it's based off a novel. So like they were just trying to do different adaptations of it and they changed a so lot. So they had a source of material like we got to make this awesome. I yeah. should have said that at the very beginning. Uh, this movie's based on a novel called Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe. I imagine you have uh, not read that. I have not. <laughs> Is it a Harry Potter book? <laughs> yeah. It's actually Is it one of Vice and Men. But it's one of J.K. Rowling's new ones. Oh. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to go along on that, uh, Clint Eastwood originally owned the rights to that novel and there was uh, early works where he was going to be the star of the film hmm. i could have seen that. that that could have worked you know what's weird though he's in an action movie like the dirty crime movies like dirty harriet and then westerns but he's not like a physical guy in no movies. but same like liam neeson it's just like he can do actiony things and the just difference quick cuts. is the quick cuts can make it look like fast motions the different well the difference is though when liam neeson was doing those he's in his 60s but when Clint Eastwood was, was doing like action movies, like 40s. in his forties, yeah, this is something kind of fun to look out for the next time you see the movie. Early on into shooting, uh, Alan Rickman, I forget exactly how he hurt him, his foot. He like hurt his ankle or his foot, but the scene where him and John McClane are meeting and having that cigarette, he's leaning up against the wall with his leg propped out, and that's because under his suit pants there is a leg brace keeping his leg straight because I think he had like a tiny hairline fracture or something. So for the first like two weeks of shooting, he had to have a brace that on. Sucks. You're, who who wants to try to do a? Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman impression. Harry What Ooh, would you like us to say? Oh, that was pretty yeah. good too. It kind of turned into um, what's the dude from Rocky Horror Picture Show? It sounded. It sounded. Yeah, I, good. I got what you're doing. Do it again. Cult classic podcast. No, I kind of, I kind of lost it in the end there. No, I'm losing. Yours is like borderline that, <laughs> but also borderline Rocky Horror Picture. Show. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm pretty much Rocky Horror Picture, so I'm nailing that. Yeah. So this movie does have a million facts, and this was kind of just my cutoff point where I didn't want to look up anymore. But if there's like some super cool ones that we're missing, for sure write in on the movie posters on social media, or you can email us if it's like super interesting or too long to put up yeah. there. We're super easy guys, and we love to be corrected. <laughs> uh, let's move on to questions, comments, animosities. Show. 
I'm just going to get a little animosity out of the way. Sure. And, and I'll pose a question. Um, are Ellis and Holly just pretty flippant about Takaki's death? Like right away, like almost immediately. Like they got over it super soon. They're like, there's nothing that'll happen to us. And that dipshit had it coming. Everybody oh, was a little um, easy going about the whole know. hostage think, situation. A little bit. Was it shock? Uh, maybe yeah. I mean, there's a hostage situation going on. I'm, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, most importantly, I could be wrong though. What it, I, I? I mean, you know, I think maybe after Ellis died, things got a little more serious. Yeah, you kill the leader, oh, you fuck. kill the CEO, but like, like pecking order, like I'm either just getting picked up or they know who I am, kind of thing. You know? It is nice though that Ellis went out doing what he loved to do, coke, coke. <laughs> a coke ramble. <laughs> like I know it was a holiday party, but that's Ellis. <laughs> I do business, I do billion dollar deals, and I do hundred dollar bumps of coke. Uh, so animosity times were different, but I don't think you could just take a gun on a plane as a cop. I don't think you just got to take it everywhere. Yeah, I know. I just don't know what it's like to travel in the 80s. It seems like the 60s, anything went. Anything happened, right? Also, just kind of comment on that, though. It's always just kind of weird seeing people smoking in like an airport and just everywhere, but also kind of nice and just kind of fun. You know? I was expecting to see just smoking on the airplane, but it, you said there was some in the airport? Uh, right after he got off waiting for the bags, um, he lit up again. Just so about maybe, every scene he had to wait. Yeah, <laughs> any scene he's not shooting, he pretty much is smoking, come to think of it now. In fact, I'd say that he probably had two packs of cigarettes. For sure his own, then a European For sure pack. the one European pack. I don't know how much he had left his own, but he... he you put down some heaters. I mean, an absurd amount of heaters. And stress. the European ones, I'm, I'm glad to believe, are unfiltered. It's the just... holidays. It's stressful, especially when you're dealing with hostage situations. Mm. The marriage problems. You can't blame them, right? Hey, so question animosity. At the beginning, when um, Holly's like, hey, I feel like Scrooge to her secretary, go take a break. And she's, is she like, do you think the baby can have a little sip? And then Holly's response is, I think he's about ready to 10 bar. Was she just telling her secretary to go get ha- like her pregnant secretary to go get hammered? I don't know if she was hammered, but she's like, "Listen, I <laughs> he, won't." You can have more than a sip, you, honey. You can you can have a full drink. It's the eighties. Fuck it, right? I can tell you what. When she went up to Ellis, you can have two smokes. You can have three drinks. Well, she probably was smoking at the time. Right? By the way, where's Ellis? <laughs> where's Ellis at, man? I uh, I'd like a little sip of that. A little a little nose candy. Um, I don't know. I definitely. I don't know. She looked away. She was about to get in an argument with her husband who flew from New York, though. So she probably <laughs> she would, didn't give a she shit. She didn't care about much. She's like, I don't care. Helen, just go on to the party. <laughs> what do you think about... I, I know it's got the Eastern influence of Japan. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the lobby? It's aged poorly, right? It just looks stupid. With the waterfall? Um, The lobby or... Not the lobby. Or the sorry. 30th floor. The 30th floor. They're, they're off the party, the yeah, party the, area. Yeah. It's it's funny I to love, me how it's... I love it's, a waterfall. Oh, I love it. Fountain. Yeah, I know. We've all pennies. been to an Embassy Suites. We love it. We all love it. Oh, I do love an Embassy Suites. I've been to the Lindell Mall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, this movie did cross off one thing I always want to do as a kid. He got to swim in the fountain, the waterfall fountain. Well, he dove, in, he dove into it while there was an explosion. <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't say that's swim. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he was well, he, like he dive into the water. You're saying you don't like waterfalls. We get it. <laughs> No, I do. I really do. Don't go chasing them, though. I know that much. <laughs> okay, nice. I have an animosity and also a comment. Comment, 80s future tech's always fun. But the animosity oh. on top of that, what the fuck is the point of that guy in the front? The, Bruce Willis walks in, and he's like, hey, Gennaro, that super important person you know, he's like, type it in the fucking thing. Yeah, and then up at the party. And then it's, yeah, as soon as he's like, oh, yeah, they're the only people in the building on the 30th floor, the only possible people you could be looking for. Big company rager. You, he deserves to get shot a lot. You would think. And who, what's the other guy doing? 
We're talking Jack- about he's dealing Ellis's coke. Is that's what that guy's doing? There, <laughs> I just honestly, got a, you I just would, got an eight ball from you, Ellis. You would think the computer system was a way to check in with the upstairs office, but it just pointed him to the direction of the elevators. Yeah. Bruce Willis's character when he asked. And the other guy's like, listen, I'm just here not doing my job or not giving a shit. Yeah, really. <laughs> Is that for every, like, everybody has to do that when they check in? Like, the elevators oh, are yeah. that way. The line Zero is security huge. Measures. Like, the, it's Can I go off on a small tangent? Yes. Yeah. I did deliveries back in the day for the same restaurant mark did and the the different way people treat you at these big offices building some people work in there the front desk they act like they build it with their bare hands and you're coming into their house and you better recognize they act like and secret then, service then a lot then. of people are like cool yeah you're <laughs> presidential towers you had to wear like a fucking like hall pass like oh, a big, the name a big green hall pass so everybody knew that like you were like delivering like, can't this come in without your yeah, prisoner like, badge like, look at this fucking idiot no dignity for you <laughs> you fucking loser <laughs> it was like a dunce cap you're just walking uh, through presidential towers okay, I guess also just question why is he going to her office at all why wouldn't he just go to the house or just go to oh, a hotel I, I can or... answer that he didn't know he, he just he Bruce Willis's character, John McClane, he came to the airport. He saw his name. Um, but right, but why would they even set it up like that? No, why no, would it... I don't think that Holly knew that it was being set up. The, the ba- boss surprised her. Bad, but don't bad worry, surprise. He got his. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you do. Oh, oh, you don't take his last name and you're here and he's there. Cool. I'll just surprise you with him. Um, the boss. Let's just. This is a life lesson. Do not be a company man because they don't care about you and definitely don't die for your company. <laughs> no. Give them the access to that vault. Yeah, and give them the access. I appreciate he's like, I would have to call them and they would have to tell me. Maybe <laughs> give them a, give a, a call. Give a call. Give it a try. Doesn't seem like these guys are Alan Rickman's even like, oh, then you have nothing to lose by telling me. This is whatever. Question. So Alan Rickman knows all about Takagi's life. He knows where he goes to school, his kids, like everything about him, but he doesn't know what he looks like. Who is Mr. Takagi? He's the guy you've researched for He was months. doing a bit, right? He's doing the whole like scare tactic bit. Or he's racist because there were like two other Asian guys There's and he was circling them in too. The whole group. How he's does he not... He's a busy guy. <laughs> I just don't think know. he took the last measure of just like looking up a picture. Maybe it's tough to get a picture back in then. This is pre-internet. No, yeah, it could be. How do you get the just... rest of it? Just documents? Just documents. Well, just... I mean, there must be like... If, if he's... a that role in a big company there must be some public domain i'm assuming there's a picture somewhere he probably would have been in the newspaper anyway i do have a question about hans gruber and his crew Mm -hmm. are they maybe telepathic and how they know where everything is and up until stuff (laughs) blueprints blueprints i must you assume yeah but these guys are like walking like they've already done it four times yeah they've rehearsed it seems like they had everything under control blueprints like this and that wires this and that but like they didn't they just didn't find a picture of Mr. Tagat. Couldn't Tagati. find a single picture anywhere well, of what this guy looked like. That's probably because they were like. too busy planning everything. <laughs> Not even else a yearbook. <laughs> I mean, it, it 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 was amazing, and I feel like quite a bit of them they didn't literally do it, but they were all kind of whistling while they worked, except Carl. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was a little, he I guess, hot. He was thing. he was hot. Ooh, also just about the rest of the European henchmen. Mm-hmm. So they're all kind of like in suits or like dress attire. Except for like the brothers just in sweats at the beginning. Why is he the only guy? In- I'm loving, I'm just loving the long German hair, just maybe mm. fresh off the ski On slopes. Everybody, just, all of them, just beautiful. Yeah, uh, these guys are part of a ski team or and or like luge. Oh, also just back to the they sweats. Do winter, they do winter sports. Yeah. Dual, yeah, duos. What are they called? Also back to those sweats though. Do you notice he was like pretty ripped under there? Like, is that why he's wearing the sweats just to be like? I work Could out. Be. I can't. Fit, I, can't I mean, fit I think suit. you wear tight sweats in any places to show the bulge. <laughs> he probably was trying to show his bulge, right? I mean, why else would you do it? 
bet you never thought your brother could do this type situation. <laughs> Comment, he would have noticed Alan Rickman's accent immediately just wavering and being weird. Kind of Southern, kind he of did. British sometimes. Yeah, I guess he did. He also had like a sweet moment there just to take Alan Rickman hostage when that elevator was coming. He could have just put him to gunpoint and be like, hey, I'll kill Alan Rickman, well, put your shit down. even without a gun, he could have just, it seems like, overpowered him physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like very easily. Also, okay, we were probably we were talking about this earlier. There's but gonna be a lot of these in this movie, just because like, why didn't he just fucking shoot him there? No, but like specifically that one, if he wanted to, I don't know why he didn't. But I guess they were just. But also, um, onto the shooting. So just those guns have a million bullets, especially the glass scenes. The most glaring, like holy shit, they are just hammering down and they never reload. They bring a fucking rocket launcher. You don't think they have a couple extra clips? It doesn't seem like they came pretty prepared. My thing is, I I believe that they might have the clips, but they never even switch them. It's just... (laughs) They never switch them. It's like two minutes straight. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they they don't ever stop shooting. And they don't hit. And there is a scene right before that. John McClane, a little... It's more of the rooftop. John does switch one or two No, not so much that. He is so wasteful for, like, not having the arsenal that they do. Like, when he's on the roof, he is just holding down the trigger. Maybe just burst fire, man. Um, The shooting shooting open of the door is like, John, where's the rest of your bullets? Yeah, just like, come on. Like, you're gunning... I mean, I guess he's like... It looks like you work out. Shoulder that door open. Yeah. Or it looks like you smoke a lot and, and <laughs> well, do curls. <laughs> like, I don't know how much they're doing in the 80s. It definitely does curls. Uh, curls for the girls. Um, This is a just one of the best aspects of it. I'm going to call him Carl Winslow, mm-hmm. Sergeant uh, Powell, Sergeant Powell and John. Their relationship is touching, odd, unnecessary. And actually, those two might get in the way of of solving the problems here. Oh, 100%. Like, John does get you the 411 on Hans. Like, this is how many people are in here. Believe me. He doesn't have to do what he's doing, though. I'm totally a little bit with Ellis. He's going to fuck this up, and I'm going to die. <laughs> like, he's definitely a cokehead and went about it the wrong way. But if there is a way to stop John and maybe even give up Miss Gennaro, I think it might be worth it for everyone else. Was Ellis either, like, was he a little less coke and he could have gotten it done or a little more coke and he could have gotten through it? Uh, little weed mellow it out, you know. Little, 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 little mellow. Right around that time, I had a big question, and maybe you guys can just like explain this to me. Why didn't, why didn't uh, John kind of go with Ellis's plan a little more? Just like, yeah, we'll just give him the detonator. Like, okay, he, I'm coming to the thirtieth floor or something. Because Ellis is kind of a dick and hitting on his wife. But then, you know what? Two birds, one stone. But like, that that was a great mask. Like, yeah, we're friends. Like, that's how I'm here. That's like. Well, if you're not here for Ellis, who are you here for? It opens up the door for them to be like, oh, Holly has a fucking husband. That was confusing. I'm a pizza delivery guy. Don't listen to him. I, was I found a gun on the floor and I'm just going with it. <laughs> yeah. I was a little confused there because I, I couldn't tell if John was like, shut up, Ellis. You're going to say my wife's name. Well, I think yeah. that's, that's the overwhelming worry. That that's they're the find overwhelming out because, worry. Yeah. He didn't seem to give a fuck a about Ellis about that well, in that situation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ellis was and did fuck it up. So he... You read that right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Can we go back to uh, Powell, Sergeant Powell? Yeah. Oh, all night. All, all day. Um, You may know this more than I do. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Uh, apparently, the, he like first was one of the first ones to like give this a negative review. And it was because of that relationship was like sort of the unnecessary. I kind of get where he's coming from because I do like it because it is kind of campy. He saw the sequels and changed his mind and heart a little bit. But that's actually something funny. If if you guys want to go back and look at at some point, Uh, there's some kind of funny list of like pretty popular, huge movies that he has historically been like, this is terrible. and will never do good. So that's always fun to look at those lists. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I guess, a comment animosity after there's that much glass in his feet. 
he's out for the count. He can't move good anymore. Like he just won't be agile anymore. I had anymore. this written down. I said last it was like last week, a couple weeks ago. Cameron, you got a little little piece of glass oh, before, and it, you were down for the count. Oh, it wasn't. It was a I was also no, going to talk about this. Oh my god. I was like going to talk about this actually. It was a tiny it was it was a sliver of glass. It wasn't like huge. It was more than a splinter. It was a flat Here piece we of go. glass Here that we went we in. Go. Well, no, what I was going to say is I was surprised how much blood came out of my feet like from that one cut. So I I am going to say that's probably about a proper amount, appropriate amount of blood coming out of Bruce Willis's feet for how many cuts. I he's knew you're gonna have a spin on this one. I don't know how much your feet bleed from that much glass, and I hope it to was never a, know. it was a spectacle. I will say this: I have cut my feet and I have cut my head, and those are two things that <laughs> bleed like a motherfucker your head, and yeah, never stop imagine. bleeding. But your feet do too. Like I've got just a gravity; neck on my everything's foot. going down. So I mean, Ugh. Argyle kills it any time he's in the movie. He's a one-star Uber driver for me. Let me, like... Oh, well... He, he's coming in hot with the questions. Oh, you're going through a rough divorce? Ha 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 What is it? What yeah, is it? Whose fault is it, though? It's John McClane's. You don't Raise sit your in hand if you're sitting shotgun. You do not sit in the front. That's how you're having a conversation. Mm. You talk a lot, Argyle. Well, you're fucking sitting in shotgun, John. I'll sit shotgun, like, on the way to a bar, maybe. Yeah. We've, we've pre-gamed a little bit, like, hey, how you doing, bud? Yeah, I might get a little jovial. I'm the one-star Uber rider. At that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. You're, You're getting brought down for sure. Um, Argyle does push the situation pretty heavily, um, but they they like each other. But by the end, he's willing to wait in the garage for 12 hours. So, you yeah, know, good, good on him. His existence just, he's expecting a huge tip, I would imagine. Yeah. It That's seems like he's getting around. out of like hours of work, though. Yeah, but it also seems like that'd be... Like you're going to like have to invoice the limo ride. So like he's either going to have to charge Bruce Willis like... Ten thousand dollars for like the whole. It's like he told his boss he's going to Vegas. Like he's gonna need to build that for that to be believable. So like Argyle, I don't think has the best scheme going on. I think <laughs> no. that's gonna get found out. It's not foolproof, but he actually got saved by the, the, terrorism. Yeah, the terrorism plot. Awesome, perfect. Yeah, probably a good lawsuit out of it too, or something cool. It's, it, I, I said it before, and I don't know if we'll keep it, but it's it's almost like those two got a buddy cop comedy movie. But they don't act together except mm. for a couple scenes. Yeah. But they played off each other in editing, like in a buddy comedy. Yeah, they got for a couple sure. phone calls. The end of uh, Argyle's story, too, by the way. A, ter- a terrorist just pops up and gets shot by Carl Winslow. And then a limo just bursts from like the underground parking, and people aren't going to light that limo up. Everyone would have oh. just started shooting at that thing. But just very quietly, Bruce Willis is like, he's with me. He's cool. Yeah, nobody heard him. No, because they were shooting. They were shooting the shit out of our guy. Uh. (laughs) Who also read that situation wrong. Also, he read the situation wrong of just like when he saw the terrorist down in the parking garage, he was just driving around creeping behind him. Like he was was in a fucking stretch limo. That's pretty obvious. This is a good time for him just to leave. Dip. Like, I'm done. And be like, hey, listen, something happened, but I had to get out of Like, it. the terrorists were barely in the parking garage. He had all night to just ram through any of those gates. We've gotten those. Do your he, that's how we got out anyway. can't get hold of you. He's, he's out of here. Like, <laughs> It was the 80s. He did have a car phone. And he's like, you call me up on the car phone. You know the number. Use it. So I guess one thing that if this movie was made today or you made that same trope, like, he would be getting real high in there, but you couldn't like, smoke weed in the 80s in movies. Or, or you could, but this movie couldn't do it. So but they called it Reefer. Yeah, it would have been like dope. Peace, love, dope. Animosity. They are all talking of oh, vital information just off mic. Like, like for instance, when like Hans Gruber is making up terrorists, like like people to let out. He's like, I read it on Time Magazine. Like, hey, maybe funny. maybe your buttons like still push, buddy. Maybe you should wait. I actually there's so much of that in this movie. The surprising part is John's talking 
to Sergeant. What's the name? Powell. Each person has their own line of each channel that but we're just. But they're all on. on the same line, listening to each yeah, other. Yeah, 100%. Like there's no secrets, but they're talking like it's secrets. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, all the it. FBI would have to insane. do, or the or the Los Angeles police, is just listen to Their Sergeant Powell's radio. radio oh, Hans Gruber won't shut the fuck up on it. They're on Channel 14. It's just all going on on Channel 14. Channel 14 for everybody. I mean, as as well thought out as Hans Gruber and crew had everything planned to a T, to the point where they... I don't even think that computers shut all the gates in 1988. I don't even know if they shut all the gates to a big Jordan, building now. Jordan, you saw the they computer didn't. in the I main saw office. the computer pointing everybody to the library. I, or sorry, to the elevator. I suppose we had a computer whiz in Theo or something. A lot of him seem to be just drilling through metal, He's though. a sports guy. We know that. <laughs> he is a sports guy. But he's a jack of all trades. He's a computer guy type and with just index fingers. You're saying he's a triple threat. Um, I didn't see him dance, but he definitely is funny and knows computers and yep. can drill and sports. Okay, I have a question. The evolution of the tank top to shirtless him. After John McClane crawls through the air shaft. Mm-hmm. One, I've never done it. Raise your hand if you have. I don't know because they aren't big enough for humans. No, I would fall right away. Oh, this is a side note. We've talked one about this Carl, before. Yeah. When he, Carl is poking right up, up like they just are on the level. Well, also when Carl, yeah, that, that's like twelve by twelve. <laughs> when Carl is poking up, those vents move so easily. You're saying he didn't notice like a of someone crawling through that and it just bending around the form of his body. I mean, he it's must have heard aluminum. him. He must have heard John holding on a drywall. I mean, he wouldn't have even made it like a foot out of it. No. Plus, he would have heard John at least light four cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, <it's true>. And <laughs> he's talking to himself up there. Down, yeah. Come to the coast, she said. Have a few laughs. Okay, um, but at, okay, I'd say the biggest change in the evolution of the shirt is after he comes out of the air shaft. I think it's too dirty. I think it's absurd how dirty the shirt is. I it's think an air shaft. I think, yeah, I think you should look at our, our air shafts. I think you should have us turn off the fans. And I see guess there is some oiliness, some greasiness to air shafts, and then dust. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he's gonna get covered. He's gonna be coated. There's oil grease, shaftiness, just all around. Speaking about coverage here, so he walks over glass. His feet are demolished. He swings into a building, shatters through after shooting the glass, lands on his back, and then gets dragged across that glass. We don't see him. We don't see him complaining about that injury much. I guess just feet are worse. <laughs> my feet are so much pain right now. I don't care that my back is in ribbons. Yeah, shot like three times, no? Uh, you definitely got shot for got once shot in the shoulder. Once, right? For sure. Okay, then once. His arm's real cut up, though. He gets shot in the shoulder. Forget what gets his arm. There's like slashes by the end of the movie. I it mean, might just be explosions. Just, just explosions. Everything. Yeah, fighting. Just an animosity. He tries on, not Carl, but Carl's brother. There's no way that a guy that is a foot taller than him has oh, smaller true. feet. There's no way that guy's wearing nine and a halfs. Just saying. I, this is a big... Why like, give up on it? You killed like three people. This is a big hypothetical, but like... You're getting ready almost. You hear a lot of gunshots outside of the door. Like, are you putting your shoes on? Maybe a fucking shirt? Grabbing it. I'm at least grabbing yeah. my shoes. I put my shoes on. Or at least after you kill the brother, like, all right, I need to get back to my fucking shoes. Because this is going to be a big part of probably the escape plan and just helping people. He's yeah, barefoot you, the you, whole time, essentially. Shoes, yeah. The one thing I will say is good for sneakiness a little bit, at least, you know. He's probably just, like, padding around pretty quietly. Bad we just got done talking about how he's unfortunately, through air fucking Well, shafts. unfortunately, he is talking constantly, so that's his giveaway. And yeah. also, the smell of smoke is going to be on so many floors. <laughs> like, that's really the giveaway. It's Those like, are my camel crushes. Yeah, it smells like a European cigarette, like, in this empty that floor. That asshole stole my cigarettes. <laughs> 
Those are imports. And he's just like marble red from anywhere. He's just like stamping him out on the floor and moving on. Like there's a trail to find this guy. If if if, if we were doing like a spoof film of it or like a, like you'd have him uh You'd have John McClane in the in the sh- in the air shaft, <laughs> but then there'd be a vent just like smoke coming out of it. Because <laughs> he's just you're right. He you would smell smoke everywhere. And after a certain point, I know he wrapped his feet up, but he's just got a trail of blood. You might just start him. smelling him eventually. Like oh, hundred percent after the vent for sure. Question: If you were uh, Alan Rickman falling at the end. You gonna try to take some shots yeah. or not? Because I'm definitely like, there's like at least yeah. five seconds of a good clear shot to kill them both. Megan and I looked at each other. I don't know if I'd hit him, but I'd be definitely shooting. Oh, I'd be trying real, yeah. real hard, and then I'd save one for me, hopefully, Matrix style, just like boom, 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 boom. Um, I feel like that shot is uh, an homage to Hitchcock's, Hitchcock. Um, Vertigo. Yeah, it feels like vertigo. Anyway, question: Would the TV station face criminal charges? Because it seems like they put a lot of people in danger. Is that did they do something illegal? Is that just a lawsuit? The worst part. Like someone should be in Big trouble. Lawsuit. Do you know what jumped out to me? The worst part of that. I'm gonna call INS. Oh I yeah. Like, Whoa, Whoa, bro. Jesus. Uh, but kudos to him for having the tenacity to get those kids on there. <laughs> There's some end credit scenes you could add to the movie. <laughs> their their interviews. Yeah, mom and dad, please come oh, Jesus. home. Ooh, just a quick question. Right mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. Right. Whole place blew up. Okay, first of all, actually, this is a big animosity. That build is fucking coming down. They had C4 blow up in the elevator shaft at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then they had C4 blow up at the top. Jet it's fuel coming doesn't down. I knew, something, I knew there was a steel beam. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. I don't know how many times I have to say this. <laughs> when I was a kid, because of movies like this and Speed, I thought there was no bigger explosive than C4. It's a very big, powerful explosive. I thought it was like an M80. <laughs> yeah, and, and like and, a cherry bomb, and, like and, that's and, as big in as in my it personal gets. life. Yes, sure. M eighty. I never saw one. Oh, at the end of the movie, um, in the aftermath, when the good guys won, Hans Gruber was bad. Mm-hmm. Falling were all those bonds because Hans Gruber oh. dropped him. Is that just game for anybody to pick up? Uh, yeah. And also, I would have been like, I did have a question why there were so many in the air because he wasn't holding that many. No, I'm gonna say no because they're gonna figure out a way to kind of like. Get them. Trace the numbers to stuff. Then how is would Hans, it have been their, worth a grab? Well, then what was, Hans Gruber, grab, yeah, what like was Hans Gruber's whole plan if they could trace that shit back anyway? If like if if he can get away to an island with it and make twenty percent, like that would have why been insured I be able to do that? or something and can, canceled and canceled. And, yeah and reissued and yeah hundred percent. But maybe bonds are kind of like once you printed it, that's it's, it. It's like a the, check. The physical copy, I don't know. I don't understand. That I don't right. know enough about bonds to dispute any of that. I know nothing about it. Most of what I know is from Blast from the Past and this now. Uh, should we move on to recasting? Recasting. Recasting. Uh, as usual, let's try to start kind of at the bottom of the list, less important people, and work our way up. How low did we go? Uh, did you guys do the FBI guys? <laughs> no. Yeah, but they're 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 nothing crazy. I I forgot a line I I love from the movie. Looks like we're gonna need two new FBI guys. No, <laughs> I also like when the guy's like, it's just like, like says that. He's like, I was just a like junior Vietnam. when the uh, two FBI guys yeah. are in the helicopter going through downtown LA. The older one yells, "It's just like Saigon, huh?" And he's like, "Woo!" Okay. And the younger guy's like, "I was in junior high, dickhead." I do have a I do have a recasting for them. I just did a funny joke one. I did the other guys. I just did Samuel Jackson and The Rock. They're just coming in that arrogant to oh, me. That works. Aim for, me. for the bushes. I like. Mine's that. just a throwaway joke. I like that. I did Billy D. Williams and John Travolta. 
<laughs> I like that. All right. I actually like that a lot. That's so weird. Uh, what uh, what what versions? Svelte or pretty we'll pretty Lando the tires. for for uh, Billy D. Okay, and I think just you know, not he's kind of perfect shape for John. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little. Older. I want more. Yeah, older for sure. Uh, who did you do for the news guy? I believe his name is. I actually can't think of what his name is. The news Something reporter. Robinson. No, that, that's the uh, star with an R. Thornburg. Thornburg. I was going to say Theo, but I knew that was the other guy. Yeah, Thornburg. Uh, who do you have for Thornburg, the news guy? I did Christopher McDonald. We know him as Shooter from um, Ooh, Happy like Gilmore. That. Love that. Shooter. Mm. I, I doesn't have one. I was just going to try to come up with, like off the cuff, and that one just is better than what I would Well, I'm going to say mine. Yours is better. I've got the actor Kurt Fuller. He's from Ghostbusters 2. He works in the mayor's office. He's in Wayne's World. If you were an ice cream, you'd be like pralines and, and dick. Okay. I he like just kind of plays that swarmy character as well. No, that works for me, actually. Yours, like your, yours is better, I believe. It doesn't need to be like over the top. No. And that's what I like about yeah. yours. Yours is more ground. I mean, I mine... also had uh, Christopher McDonald somewhere else, but I chose here. But So I'll throw that out to you guys as an option later. See if you guys like it. Okay. Uh, who'd you do as Theo? The computer whiz. The only one of the few Americans on the crew. I did Samuel L. Jackson, but it's mainly because of his character in Jurassic Park. I did Chris Rock and I hate it. I, I did I, Tim Meadows and I kind of hate it. Cool, I kind of like Tim Meadows. It'd be weird, but I well, like part, part I thought of Chris Rock too, but it's, it's uh, part Chris of the Rock problem is actually we're good. all running into. We I kind of wanted a comedian there just because Theo is kind of a comic relief, but he's also Nerdy. really cool with murder, and that's it's like that has to be kind of part of it. So you want someone evil too, so it was kind of hard to cast Theo because he's just I don't know. I thought about also um, Ocean's Eleven, who's. Um, you know who actually I think has the most feel if you pick from Ocean's Eleven? Who's that? It'd be Scott Kahn. One of those two. They have the more of the bubbly feel like... You kind of like it, him even though they could be a dick and they're yeah. just funny. So that that actually works for me. Uh, I was thinking uh, Don Cheadle for a second for that role. Yeah, Don Cheadle would actually be really good at it too. Because Don Cheadle just does do this in yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Uh, who did we have for Takagi, the boss, the owner who gets shot in the head? Um... <laughs> that was such a dad sound. <laughs> That's fine. I did uh, Ken Watanabe. You would know him from Inception. Um, yeah. I did C. Moff. Uh, he's in Rush Hour. He's like the ambassador in Rush Hour. Okay. Uh, and then he also was in uh, the new new uh, Mulan. Oh, I still haven't oh, seen it, but that is. Action. Hey, but you know what? We all waited long enough. It's is now, it on now? It's free on Disney Plus. We I've don't have to waiting. pay anymore. So have I. We all have been. I'm waiting, not going to pay twenty bucks for it. No one did. <laughs> but Suck I'll watch it, it Disney. Now. Who'd you have as Argyle? I had Brandon T. Jackson. You may know him from Tropic Thunder. He played Al Pacino. Okay. Okay. You know what? That actually also like might, perfect. That actually might be a good Theo too. I thought that, but I think because. And I, he's a little older now, so he's put on, like, adult weight. He mm-hmm. was pretty young in that movie, I think, actually. Because he's only 36 now, and that was probably about a decade ago. So yeah. he's only, like, 26 or something. He's very skinny in that, so he looked younger. That's my him. Um, I did Will Smith because I made it more likable. That's someone you would want talking to you in the front. So you'd be like, come on, man, tell me about your wife. It wouldn't be like, ha like, did she that, leave you kind of thing? It would be Prince smooth. Prince of Bel-Air, like. Yeah. yeah. It'd you, have to be. Can't, oh. here's, the, here's why I'm saying this. You would want to talk to Will Smith. It would make that so much more likable. So I question you this. Just because we know how his career ended. It's very young Will Smith. If it was young Will Smith, he would so jump off the screen, though. You'd be like, that guy's going to be a star. True. Yeah. You'd want way more of it. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, Jesus, what? He why go, he, you like well, how much is, hey, is do you there? Hey, do you want to great with that? That means he probably would have made his way into Die Hard 2 and maybe all the way through to the end. Who it's knows? true. We might have just like switched over to him. We do get it's Carl. Hard follow, it's hard to follow Will Smith. It seems more of like a Chris Tucker role. It's supposed to be funny. I thought about Chris Tucker and I also thought about um 
Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh don't, yeah. Don't do the. I, he's he, he made a short person stature. Well, he's a small. He's, he's a small, but he's a powerful man. He's a powerful man. Everybody knows that. Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. That Ooh. would also work. Yeah. I haven't heard his name in a second. He can uh, be kind of like Wiley. Yeah, I think he has a sexual assault scandal going on right now. He can be very wily. Oh. He can be very wily. Oh. Way to go, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who are we on? Ellis, I have an Ellis. I have also I have a Carl. I didn't, I didn't do an Ellis. Who's your Ellis? Bradley Cooper. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that I works. like that a lot. In real life, what's the one that was uh, married to a Kardashian and has uh, oh the st- Scott some, something? Scott, yeah. Scott, Scott Disick. I think he could actually re- nail that. He, he's that. kind of funny that's and he's weird. Hilarious. Listen, that's that guy's the only part of the show that's good. <laughs> I know. And I can't tell what's that's a great role pull. or not, but I like that guy. <laughs> um, I, I, I want Will Arnett. Okay, that's a good pull that's too. Fun. It might be too comedic for the role, but I like it. When you're first in- introduced to Powell, you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a funny guy," like right? This is gonna be a, kind of like a comedic character. I'll trickle down. I wanted to say this. I kind of, I do like the relationship, but every time he's talking, it's so just like over the top and dramatic, and I kind of hate. It. It's like, "Hey, man, we're all rooting for you down Someday here. We're gonna Don't, meet each other." Yeah, it's it's they're all lines like that. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Ooh, what about it's for a hunch? What about for Ellis? <laughs> fu- you're just talking. It's to not a hunch. He was talking like a cop. He's a cop. He's using cop lingo. I know he's a cop. That's Wh- not a hunch. Why Powell's character comes off as funny is because his character's tone is so out of place in the rest of the movie. It, it, it's like the, they're reminiscing, like we're gonna make it back for more. Well, it's just, like you guys could both get out of this, you know. It just started with. In him fact, in the Powell, convenient- you can go home. They said it. Just you're go. Uh, Who do you guys have as Dwayne, the police chief of? The L.A. Police. Barry Bostwick. He's Brad from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. The but okay. old Barry Bostwick from like... Barry Bostwick. Can you still flash me a picture? I see it. Fair it's enough. It looks like, but it's also that aloofness. I have a real interesting one for you. Then I have someone who can just totally do it and you'll all agree with. Okay, first my throwaway. J.K. Simmons could do this easily. Oh, that's Ooh. the one I was just going to do. That's crazy. Even so. just a little younger. But hear me out. Here's an like interesting J.K. one. Here's J.K. Someone Simmons. Who, here's someone who's older now. He's very handsome, but I think we can get past that. But he does play... Comedic kind of well, George Clooney. Hear me Didn't out though. Have that, George have Clooney's that. kind of funny, and he's older now, so he could play that older chief. So he does play aloof a lot for his humor. So that turnaround, I think he could do it. I hate to be contradictory to you. Okay, he's a leading man aloof. It's a different feel. It's a aren't I cute? Ah, uh, and that's kind of what that character it's is. Different though. than J.K. It's Simmons. It's it's just different. It's like he's funny for. The world's most attractive man. Yeah, okay. But Aren't I cute? That's the best way to put it. You did it. Yeah, you are cute. Like, we all know it, George, but like, he's not a side character cute. <laughs> okay, fine. That's but all JK... I'm saying. I like, I like you thinking outside the box a little bit. JK Simmons. JK Simmons feels right. I really enjoy that. Uh, who do we have for. I mean, my next is like Holly Hans and John. So, who does anyone else I, have any I, I did have a Powell. I, I also had a Carl. Oh, no, I have a Powell. Uh, do your Carl first. That seems lower than a Powell. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I'm excited for Carl. Okay. <laughs> uh, fuck. Woody Harrelson, Carl. <laughs> okay. I'm cool with that. I just want him there. I'd love to Is hear he doing accent, accent work? Oh, or is yeah, he, or is he just an American terrorist? And maybe I'd like to like recast. Just a head of hair too, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You, oh, that's he a, does wig work. He does wig work, does and it looks work. fine. It looks. And good. he used to wig have work. hair back then. I yeah, think. so I'm Woody Harrelson with wig, uh, wig work. Sorry, that's that's. that's <laughs> Woody so Harrelson cool. with uh, wig work. Uh, I did just. I was was just gonna say for any of the guards, if you can make them a little bigger, just some scars guards, also just some Hemsworths, maybe throw some of them in there. They'll sure. have long, beautiful hair and are yeah, big. Yeah, I've got uh, Hemsworth, Fabio, Jared Leto, and Viggo <laughs> Mortensen for hair. Perfect. Um, I'd like to take just for hair. 
No, that Nothing works. Else. No, that works great. Even and, for, for any, some of those are just fine for all all of the above, though. True. Any blonde in any iteration of American Gladiators. True. That's, That's true. I'll take that. Ice? You mean ice or yeah. gold? Hey, there's some long. All there's some long hair. Br- Blazer, Slazer, Slazer, whatever you got. But Slazer. only the blonde ones. They didn't no, call him Blazer. They called him Slazer. Every for American reason. Gladiator could do it. Sergeant Powell, I went Forrest Whitaker. Interesting. Okay. He's nothing but touching in a lot of his roles. He brings a warmth and a heart to it. I like hey, that. We're gonna meet it out there. Someday, I'm gonna buddy. give you America's sweetheart. Anthony Anderson would do it now. <laughs> yeah. That's... Only he would have to still be a little heavier. He's in good shape now, but a heavier Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson. This, feels... this is him in a nutshell. He feels more right, I suppose. I'm going R.I.P. Uncle Phil. I James about, Avery. I, I did it. think about I, that it's too. A James Avery. Yeah, I thought about. I it wanted too. to keep it in a sitcom realm, and I was yeah, going to do transfer. keep it in the sitcom. I was realm. hoping someone would just do it for me. So thank you. Who do you guys have as Holly? Holly Gennaro, Holly McLean. I have I for was, Holly. I went boring. Any woman who has that hairstyle from the eighties, I want Sigourney Weaver. Hmm. Yeah, I get I get the hair the hair Fuck, replacement. What am I gonna do? That's I what did, I had. Uh, Carrie Fisher. I did just someone who'd be a commanding boss in uh, in Takashi Enterprises, and also she played the boss on Suits. I did Gina Torres. Okay. Flash your hair again? Jessica from Suits. Is she going to have a perm? I believe she's now on 911, some cop oh, show. Oh, I actually she's really like, liked her on Suits. Uh, who do we have as Hans? Hans Gruber. I'll say mine because it's uninspired, but it'd be the perfect update version of it. I'm doing someone I've done a million times, so I'll just throw away. Matt, Matt's Mickelson. He's in Casino Royale. I believe he is German, so we wouldn't have to fake it. Um, So my guy is also German. He wouldn't have to fa- play it. And he also played another Hans. Hmm. It's Christoph Waltz. I thought about Christoph Waltz, too. That was kind It's of- two on the nose. Yeah, it is. He essentially did it. I mean, I was introduced. His first to- round draft pick. Like, he, yeah. He, yeah. it was there for you to pick it. So, why didn't you, you picked it? It's fine. Sorry, guys. Yeah, another Bond villain. He would be great Mark, at it. Mark, what Bond villain did you pick? Uh, well, <laughs> there's uh, we can go down the list here, but like, mine, I did John Malkovich. Like, okay. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's interesting. I like that. I know he would do an awful. German accent, but he would oh, do it. Be, you, he would do it the whole movie. It doesn't have to be German, right? Raul. You got Jason Isaacs, Crispin Glover. Uh, who do we have as as John uh, John McClane? I'll say this. I said it before. Said in another podcast. Kevin Costner and these two are interchangeable wooden actors. Hmm. Kevin do Costner's I, good. He did some action. He would have to get a little more swole though, because Bruce Willis is looking good in this. He's his chest is looking pretty good. He looks Shoulders. actually. Uh, more trim than anything to me. He looks like he weighs yeah. no more than like 165 in this. Thing. But he's toned though. His arms are looking good. It's because he's smoking a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> Keeps you thin. Keeps you thin. Snacking less. Um, so that's mine. Kevin Costner. Would it make the movie better? <clears throat> Probably not. But would it be similar? Maybe. That's that's a good uh, parallel for sure. I don't like mine. Mine's kind of generic. And it's getting a little more too. serious. Way less funny. I'm doing current age Tom Cruise. He makes <sighs> this, this kind of... It's just a Jack Reacher kind of thing. It's way more intense now. Here's the weird thing about Tom Cruise. He is a great movie star mm-hmm. and makes good movies. But he's and not a believable, he's not like a believable every, every guy, every man. Yeah, that's that's what you're is. losing with this. He can make this movie, but it's a Tom Cruise vehicle, and that's why I don't like mine. I couldn't find a good Bruce Willis. Kevin Costner is a good interchangeable. Michael Keaton back ben in the day. Ooh, is what I did. Michael Keaton would take it in a complete different way. I would also need him to get a little more swole, though. No, I, I, like, uh, I like him... My pick was uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, let us know out there on the interwebs if you have a more inspired, like, uh, Bruce Willis. The Kevin Costner one, that's that's actually kind of interesting. That's close. Or somebody that... So prior to this, 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 this is what I pose to our listeners. 
suggest to somebody who hasn't made an action movie yet that you think would be good in an action movie. Because that was still what happened here with Bruce Willis. He wasn't an action star yet. People did think, scoff at him being the action star. The same with Michael Keaton in Batman and Kevin Costner in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. he he's not been an action star yet. He's been in... Inception a bit, but no. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that yet. He's been in adventure. Looper, he's been no. in action movies, just not like explosion. Yeah, well, Batman, but no. There's a lot of explosions. Actually, yeah, and he movies. has a unique scene, but he's not the action hero of it. True. Let's move on to the Holy Trinity. All right, so this week in lieu of a Mount Rushmore, because we didn't have one that we loved, we're going to do a little holiday treat for us. For uh, old-time listeners, you will recognize this as the Holy Trinity. For new-time listeners, it's where we used to put three character actors into the movie. Uh, this week, we're just doing a bunch of our Holy Trinities, possibly all of them, in this week. So here we go. Mark, who are we starting with? Um, I think the first ever one we did was Keanu Reeves, so we got to fit him in there. I mean, he's This probably- is going to be super tough. It's going to be fitting like a... a Square into a circle. He's the young FBI agent. He's like, I was, I was in junior high, dickhead. Just kidding. This is the easiest thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's the FBI agent for me. He's not the old one. He's the young whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's John McClane. He's John McClane. Out of our whole list, and we've got other leading men. He's John McClane. We've I got about that's that. what I, I thought mean, you meant. Prototype, like the young, young John McClane. Prototype from Speed. Oh. I feel like there's just others in this a uh, lead that are more leading men that I'm going to put there. And I think I'm gonna have you're some thinking outside anyway. the box. Um, Jeff Goldblum. He's almost maybe Hans. He could be a villain. So he's your Hans? Oh, we can do recasting, though. We're not just being stuck to one, okay. right? I'm just saying he's a Hans for you, I'm maybe, teaming, maybe not your Hans. He's a Hans. I'm teaming Jeff Goldblum and Brendan Fraser as my FBIers. Okay. I got Goldblum as Thornburg, the, the kind of nosy reporter. The reporter? Ooh, Ooh, that's actually the best one. That's yeah, better that's than mine. Better. I that's like better. that. I thought about that. Cameron, where'd you have Brendan Fraser? Um, he, I honestly, I'm sorry, but I think he's just a goon. I think he's just a beautiful Norwegian. I Norwegian. think he's Carl, though. Yeah, sure. He's definitely he's a, he's the a main goon. He's none of the above. He's Ellis. Ooh, Ooh you're gonna be maybe. so embarrassed. He's Ellis. You're gonna be so embarrassed when we talk about Ellis. Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Nope. Ellis is the cokehead swarmy guy. You're gonna right go. Again. I know where you're gonna yeah, go. Yeah, I'm this. going there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my god. Let's talk turkey. Okay, hold on. Let's we'll get there when we get there. Uh, we'll, let's let's rain We're in, there. We're there. We hey, need to be there right now. He's raining just, your he's Andy doing Dick. The okay, so Andy Dick is your Ellis. My Jesus Andy Dick Christ. is for sure Ellis. Let's talk turkey. I'm a businessman. Hear me out. I have Come some. Come on, how can it not be? Coke, and, not a Coca-Cola. I want Coke. I, I mean, I could have easily put Goldblum there as well. Interestingly, but come on. I was gonna give put, me what we want. I was going to put Andy Dick, up. interestingly, as uh, Argyle. I knew you would. Because yeah. who, like, how erratic would he be behind the wheel? That's not who you want driving you. If if I have to be on anybody's side to, to, to fight your great-ass pick there, it's got I have to be Argyle, so... Did Argyle do a lot of coke? Well, hear me out. Here's <laughs> I think, listen, if Ellis did not exist, I agree. Andy Dick is Argyle. Here's the pro- Okay, hear, hear me out, though. Here's the problem. I think immediately when Andy Dick's like, hey, you guys want to talk? They're going to shoot him. But I think I have an option for you. That's yeah. little, I think I have an option for you that's a little more reined in. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. He, he can still be a little bit of hyper and then still kind of be a, a normal guy. Yeah, that's that's an obvious Nicholas choice. Nicholas Cage. He'll be, still be over the top, but in a believable Beautiful way. Okay, I think not Nicolas believable, Cage but would in be, a way. I, I think he'd be really good there. My Nick Cage is in Thompson, Robinson, the first the first like oh, police chief. Mine too. Mine's the chief of police of the LA police department. Yes. Not the FBI. I was thinking the, about that. 
But that's that's where I went. But I think that's where I have to stick my walk in for some reason because I'm not sure where to put him. But I don't want to see him. He's, he can be harsh, but it's not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where to put Walken. Walken could be. Oh fuck, Christopher Walken. Where does he go? I got it. Walken is my uh, is my Sarge. Ooh, Walken's my sergeant. Wait, Carl Winslow? Are we talking uh, Winslow? Ooh, sergeant, like, sergeant. Like um, that. That's actually kind of good. Yeah, that's who you want on the mic. He's like, actually, I was also a New York police officer. Soft talking. Way, way you going, Frank? Yeah, I shot a, I shot a child. <laughs> you don't understand. I shot Frank. a kid. I shot a kid in the dark. I've been pushing paper ever since. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Who else we have on this list? You gotta go. Dan- Danny DeVito's in here somewhere. Ooh, he's also my Argyle. He's my Ellis he's- as well. <laughs> he's your Ellis. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I like that. What? I don't know. It might be too much. Frank Frank what Reynolds can, on what, Coke. You're telling me he's not just a, a taxi or just like a former taxi driver. Where, which he where was, can he then, be besides that though? Since we've already done a, an Argyle, you've already done an Argyle. He's maybe the boss. He's like just the guy. That he's oh, like the big. God. He's to, he's Takagi. Yeah. How about um? How about? I kind of like that. But we're not talking to breakfast at Tiffany's way. No, he's just, no, no. He's, he's just, just Danny DeVito. How about in a weird way? He's like he's wearing like nanny a, housekeeper. Wait, 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 what? Oh, he's just like the... <laughs> what about the news guy? He could be the news guy. That could be the work there, too, but he's not camera. He's not the news I've guy. I've already done the news guy he's like the, twice, he's, so he's, I can't okay. do the news guy. He's the guy, camera yeah. guy, maybe. You can do the news guy. I, I will do him as the news guy, then. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to our take on Die Hard, and I hope you're having a great holiday season so far. Uh, if you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can also follow us on social media at Cold Classics Pod. Uh, if you have any movie requests, you can write in at coldclassicspodcast at gmail.com. Don't worry. We started this uh, this Christmas season, you know, less Christmassy. We're delving in. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll check you next week. Bye. There's magic in the air, my Bye. friend. Magic everywhere. Bye.